My name is Philip Ilson, Festival Director. Uh, thanks for coming out tonight to the ICA. I'm going to pass you over to Charlie just to say this is the second of three discussion events that we've got in the festival. But tonight's event is in collaboration with Charlie Line, who uh, many of you may know from the Ultra Culture website, but he's also working on a feature film at the moment. But I won't say too much because I'm sure he's going to say all that now. Are you ready to go? Yes. Charlie, over to you. A round of applause. The first film is a short film I made in 2011 called Death Hitchcock, uh, which is 36 uh, Hitchcock death scenes synchronized to climax in unison. Uh, and then after that, we'll have uh, a music video for Block Party's Ratchet, directed by Syriac, uh, which is a music video entirely constructed from pre-existing uh, block party music videos. So everything you see has been constructed from tiny elements of block party videos that have been made previously. And finally, we're going to be having the penultimate film from uh, esteemed British director uh, Ken Russell, uh, which is entitled A Kitten for Hitler. We'll be watching about half of that. And the film's producer, Dan Schreiber, is in the audience tonight. Where are you, Dan? There he is. So he's the man you can blame. Um, I should say, those of you who've seen Ken Russell's other films may be expecting quite a lot from this. Uh, you may want to lower those expectations slightly. I'm just going to read you out something from the Wikipedia page. Um, it says, uh, following a discussion about film censorship with British broadcaster Melvin Bragg while they worked on the South Bank show, Russell was challenged by Bragg to create a film which Russell himself would want banned. A Kitten for Hitler was the result of the process that followed. After Russell sent Bragg an initial draft, Bragg responded, Ken, if you ever make this film and it is shown, you will be lynched. That actually makes it sound much better than it is. Uh, no offence, Dan. It also says on the Wikipedia page uh, that the budget was a million pounds? 10,000 pounds, okay. Uh, so that's our first lot of films. Uh, please enjoy. La ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dan Schreiber, producer of A Kitten for Hitler. There we go. Hi guys. Uh, so the, the slightly uh, tenuous reason for that inclusion is that you used, uh, I don't know if you could tell, but they weren't real backgrounds when he was running through the forest. Yeah. Uh, you'd think for a million dollars you could have just shot on location. Well, when I, when I initially met Ken, I should say uh, this was made for a comedy thing and the only reason I made it was I wanted to work with Ken. And, and as this was an idea that he'd been pitching for 10 years to everyone like literally everyone for the last 10 years of his life, and he died only a couple years later, he was like, I have this idea, it's amazing, it's called A Kid and for Hitler. And everyone's like, no fucking way, are you kidding? That's not gonna happen. And, and someone that I met said, I know Ken, he really wants to make this movie, will you meet him in his office? And I said, yeah. And uh, we went, his office was a, a bar pub up in Waterloo Station. Uh, it was just like some kind of like uh, Angus Steakhouse kind of thing, right? And, uh, and he was really excited on the day that I met him. They're like, they're going to name a sandwich after me. So he was like really rocking about it. <laughs> and he said, I've got this idea for a million dollar film, a uh, million pound film. Would you make it? And I said... Oh, so he did want a million pounds at Yeah, first. yeah, he pitched me right. a film. And I said... Did, who did he think you were? I have no idea, but I, I was working for Warner Music at the time, who don't make movies, they make music, and, uh, but I just really wanted to do it with him, and so I said, could we take it from an hour and a half movie to five minutes, <laughs> and could we take that million to 10,000 pounds, and he was like, 
yes, we can. <laughs> and to be honest, the reason I wanted to do it was this is a guy who made like amazing movies, Tommy and the Devils, and and this was a thing that he just wanted to do. And I thought, let, let him end his story. That would be nice. He can make a kitten for Hitler. I mean, it sucked, but like it's it was worth doing, I think. And he, although he made one more film. He made one Are other... Are you slightly gutted that you didn't get to make the yeah, last yeah, Russell Yeah, yeah, I am. Movie? I mean, it's, it's even shittier, which annoys me. It's, uh, it's, and it's even cheaper, and it's even... I mean, basically, Ken discovered green screen, and he, pit, he told me about it, like, in the way your grandfather tells you about the internet. He was like, it's incredible. You can find things on this machine. It's, he was like, green screen's the future. And I was like, mate, it was the future, like, 20 years ago, but that's... Does the uh, involvement of the uh, adult dwarf as the boy... Is that another <laughs> budget tree reason? Right, well, or? This was the great joy of working with this guy. So Ken, he famously had... Uh, I say Ken like I know him really well. I, I didn't really know him well. But uh, he, uh, he basically... He pitched the idea, and it was originally going to be a little Jewish boy playing the character of the little Jewish boy. Uh, and then I got a call from him one day going, I've had an idea. I don't think a little Jewish boy should play the little Jewish boy. And I was like, okay, well, who, sh who should do that? And he said, let's get a dwarf. And I was like, what? And I, I had to cast it for him, right? So I was like, uh, okay. And I feel like you don't question a guy like that, right? You just do it. So I was like, I just, okay, does, does it need to be a Jewish dwarf? And his answer, he went, don't be silly. <laughs> Everyone knows all dwarves look Jewish. I was like, what? <laughs> And it turns out he was joking. That was a joke because um, he was like, "We're making comedy. This is great." But yeah, so I, I then had to, I then had to go and t I tried it. We tried to get Warwick Davis, and um, he said no. <laughs> Very surprised. But we had yeah, someone yeah. from his casting agency end up doing it. Right. Yeah. And did it show? What that film? Yeah. It went online. It was only ever going to be for online. Okay. Um, and it got a lot of hits. Uh, it got a lot of Mark Commode really liked it. <laughs> but he's a really good mate of Ken's. He was his son was meant to be in it as well. Ken actually makes a cameo in it if you watch it as well. Oh, um, not in the clip that we saw. Uh, no, not in the bit that you saw. He oh, plays okay. Santa Claus earlier uh, in the film. Yeah, but it was it was just that thing. It was kind of like it was it, at the time when the music industry was had a lot of money. It was kind of I I there was I was basically uh, with Warner Music. I was wait, making Warner Music actually paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, Warner Music started their... <laughs> On what grounds? Well, Warner Music had this idea that... So Warner Music Entertainment makes DVDs and stuff like that. And they had this idea that they were going to set up the alternative YouTube for comedy. And they were like, this will be bigger than YouTube, um, which is a ridiculous thing to say. But uh, they had a big budget. And so I started making comedy clips for them. And uh, so we, we managed to get money in order to give Ken the amount to make it, which was like 10 grand. And we did all the auditions in the Warner Music studios down in High Street, Kensington. And we had to audition Hitler's. You didn't get to see Hitler, but it's a guy who can't do a German accent. I mean, Ken just, he couldn't even pick the German accent, which was amazing. But um, we had just in reception of Warner Music about 30 people who thought I'm really gonna impress him by actually coming as Hitler. And so <laughs> just in the reception of Warner Music was just Hitler's and like all these upcoming rock bands that are now massive in the charts sitting there waiting for their meeting next to a dude looking like Hitler coming into our room yelling stuff as, as Hitler. And uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was surreal, but it's kind of, I literally, it's almost like I paid for a fetish thing to happen to myself of being with Ken, watching him audition Hitler's, getting calls with him going, I'd like a dwarf instead of a young Jewish boy. It was, it was very much just about experiencing that, I guess.
And I should say the whole thing is uh, available, uh, ironically, on YouTube. Yes, now. I know. Yeah, uh, their their uh, their competitive uh, sidearm, which was meant to rival YouTube, is now dead. Um, that film didn't kill it, but like it, it just uh, they they picked the wrong battle, I think. Um, so I'm going to get you to help me introduce the next three films. Oh yes, yeah, um, because I don't know how good you are at impressions. Uh, can, can you do a Mexican accent? <laughs> I do an awesome Hitler, just so you know. Um, a Mexican? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, we'll be watching three films now. Uh, the first is an extract of a short film called G-R-E-A-S-E, uh, which was made by a, a Mexican director called Anthony Pinent, who uh, basically acquired a 35mm print of Greece and then destroyed it over the course of nine months and repositioned it and cut up and put it in a different order and put subtitles on it and did all these amazing things to it and then released a 45 minute long film that's kind of unintelligible bits of Greece. Uh, we're gonna show about three minutes of that, uh, followed by uh, a clip from my film Beyond Clueless, which is a, a two minute clip from the middle of the film, um, which involves uh, seduction in a swimming pool. And finally, we're gonna be watching a clip uh, from another film called LXHXN, Great titles tonight, um, <laughs> which is a, an incredible feature-length film uh, constructed entirely from YouTube videos of Lindsay Lohan. Uh, and the film's director, Gary, is here with us tonight, and he'll be coming up next to tell us how he made that. Uh, but first, Dan, if I could get you to read, uh, sadly, uh, the director of uh, G-R-E-A-S-E -E, can't be with us tonight, but he did send over a description of the film, which I would like you to read. Here, it's just from where it says synopsis, synopsis onwards. In a Mexican accent. Yes, please. Before I do this, is, are we all cool with this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get like three sentences in and everyone's going, my God, that guy is fucking racist. Like, <laughs> has anyone got an objection to this? No, power on, power on. Here we go. Synopsis. What the hell is G slash R E Greece? A handmade decollage film, vinyl, celluloid party. Is that Mexican? I'm really regretting this. Yeah, it's a deconstruction. Sandy, dandy, sandy, May dandy. <laughs> Maybe just read it in your own voice. Because it's actually quite funny in and of itself. That was I wasn't meaning the accent to really be the humorous element. Of no, I saw, I, that's why I spotted the floor before I started. Yeah, <laughs> really? do you want to just read it? Uh, synopsis. <laughs> what the hell is Greece? A handmade decollage film, vinyl and celluloid party. A deconstruction, Sandy, Danny, Sandy. Charlie's phone has a giant crack in the middle. I don't know if you can see that. It's literally impossible to read this. Uh, dandy, both faces at the same frame. Bracket, dot, dot, close bracket, and hashtag 85292, uh, bracket, dot, 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 uh, slash A. New subversion film, all from the original Greece, 1978. A replay to with Greece. A music, what the fuck is this? Okay, let's stop yeah. there, maybe. Uh, so that's up first. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me, Dan. No worries. Um, and thank please you. take home your hardbound copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> cool, cool fact about this book, by the way. Uh, the person who wrote it originally produced uh, Vic and Bob, if you know their original shows. Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. She's the producer. Just a little fact. This guy. Just a little fact. Uh, cool. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. And now we'll begin the films.
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Gary Sykes, director of uh, LXHXN. Am I pronouncing that right, by the way? Okay. Is it LH, LXHXN or...? Uh, no, you just pronounce it Lohan. Um, the Xs are there to stop people with legal interests finding out on Google. <laughs> <laughs> so what about your kind of promotional efforts? Doesn't that kind of suggest that they would find it on Google? Um, maybe. Although they don't seem to be looking Is this very bad hard. for you, yeah. this whole I, I exposure? No, because it's, it's been around for about a year. Like, I figured it probably wouldn't last this long, so the fact that it has is... Okay, because it's not on YouTube, right? It's on. It's on Vimeo. I should say the full. Yeah, the full film's on Vimeo if you want to watch it. Vimeo seemed pretty good at not taking stuff down. But yeah. Would they, they if someone requests? It's kind of. Like, I'm, I'm probably there's there's like. How many clips are there in it? I have no idea. <laughs> Ballpark, <laughs> like in the hundreds, presumably. A, a few, yeah, a few hundred maybe. So any one of those copyright holders could, in theory, yeah, ask you to take it down or ask Vimeo to take it down. Yeah. Okay. And, well, that's quite there's, a, there's an like, achievement. There's another dimension to it whereby, um, so if you happen to have fallen into this kind of wormhole of looking for these YouTube videos, um, there is a website that logs which YouTube videos are deleted. So it like tapes note of everything that's there and then what goes down. And so if you look at it, you can see what comes down very quickly. And so like, so there was an interview with Selena Gomez where she. Um, professed empathy for Lindsay Lohan, was talking about how much she admires her, how she like hopes she gets through the struggles. And somebody in Selena Gomez's camp obviously doesn't want anybody to see that because any reference to it, the second it goes up on YouTube, it goes straight down again. Um, so somebody is watching. <laughs> Uh, so I don't now I don't think this actually features in your film possibly because it's impossible to find on YouTube and it, is your film exclusively clips from YouTube or other sharing sites as well? Uh, yes, mostly from YouTube. Okay. A few that were hard to find. Do you have any material from the? Actually, no, because it would this would have happened since you made it. The Oprah Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah that's since this got sort of predates the canyons. So what are your intentions for this conversation? <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Talk because about you don't film. want people to, see, you don't want enough people to see the film that it gets taken down, but you do want people to see the film to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I honestly expected it to be taken down straight away. So I guess as time has gone on, I've gotten braver to the point where this is doable. And it's had some degree of like coverage as well, right? Online and. Yeah, it got really big on Tumblr. Um, lots of reblogs on there. And, there, and no, no, you haven't had any contact from any copyright holders or anything? Nope. Amazing. So far. Okay, question two. What's kept you from making this film earlier? <laughs> I guess just lack of inspiration, maybe. What? I don't know. The, the whole idea of making this was that I was desperate to make a feature film by the age of 30, which didn't, it didn't get finished till about four months before my 31st birthday, so that didn't really go very well. Um, Wait, four months before your 31st birthday? Oh, 31st, okay, right. Yes, so, I mean, it sort of counts. So what kept you from, um, from being the person that you need to be, <laughs> i.e. one who finished the film before your 30th birthday? I was very busy. Okay. I don't know, do you think there's a limit on, on how successful the film can become? Could you, do you think, in theory, screen the entire film? Or would you be worried about the repercussions? Uh, no, I think it could be screened. Um, I mean, the, may, sort of I, I hear there are actually, uh, I was told this coming in, there are international programmers in the room. 
Oh, really? Yeah, so you could screen internationally if you impress two of the people in this audience. <laughs> Where are you? Do you want to put your hands up? There you are. Is this something you would consider screening? Where, where are you from, incidentally? Okay. Would you think there'd be much of a market for a film like this in, in Ukraine? Maybe like a double bill with um, a screening of this interview, in fact. It's, it's gripping stuff, I should say. It's an awful interview. It is I shocking. It. It, um, but yet, no, it would be... Would you consider maybe uh, doing a sort of redux version of the film with this as an epilogue? No. No. no, no, that's it's long too gone. bleak for human eyes. It is. It's terrible. I'm not looking forward to the TV show either. Uh, so Oprah has done a, t a reality show called Lindsay. I think starts next month. That's like oh, Lindsay's journey to sobriety and getting back on track. Well, I'll finish our discussion as as their discussion uh, finishes. Thank you for coming. Uh, please take your book with you. Oh, I haven't read this. It's a lovely edition. The pages are beautiful. Uh, so we've got three more films coming up. Uh, the first of which is an official uh, London Short Film Festival pick, which isn't to say that I wouldn't have shown it anyway, but I don't have a choice. Um, it's called Someone Distortions, uh, and it's a music video for a band called, I think, Tiger Teeth. Can anyone confirm that? Yes. And it doesn't use uh, existing films, so some might say it doesn't really belong in this program. <laughs> Uh, but it does use existing software in the form of Microsoft Excel. Uh, <laughs> then we'll be watching Civilization, uh, an art film, another one of those, uh, by the uh, incredible filmmaker Marco Brambilla, uh, who also made uh, that film in the 90s where Stallone keeps burning buildings. What's that called? De Demolition Man. He doesn't burn them, he uh, knocks them down. Uh, and finally, we'll be having uh, a music video for uh, Hey There by Home Tape, uh, which is from Home Tape's concept album, uh, the Red Tube album, which is an entire album. In, uh, it's a concept album about modern pornography constructed entirely from audio samples from clips from the popular pornographic sharing website, redtube.com. Uh, and then after we've watched that video, uh, Anthony Ng, the man behind Home Tape, will be coming up to talk about that album's creation. Uh, so I'll begin with though, with uh, someone distortions now. Uh, please welcome Anthony Ng, uh, the creator of the Red Tube album. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of clapping. He's miles away. Uh, I did just want to say as well, I, I feel bad already about uh, being a bit sniffy about that uh, Excel video. It is a really good video. Uh, sorry? What is it? Open What's open office? It's open source, hence its involvement in the video. Is there anyone here involved in the making of that video? Phew, fuck. Uh, hello. Um, so, you've brought with you... Um, oh, it's already on. You just speak into it. Oh, good. Uh, you've brought with you a USB key which contains As requested. the working, yeah, not of your own volition, uh, which contains the workings of this album. Now, how long did this take, all told? Uh, I should say it's, it's how many tracks? About 10 tracks? Yeah, it's 10 it's tracks. a full-length uh, LP, uh, constructed entirely from sounds gathered from how many videos? Um, uh, I don't know how many videos. From, from over 100 samples, I don't know how many videos. Okay, here we go. And how did you go about, uh, how do you organize that level of material? Uh, badly, actually. 
So what's that called? Red Tube Album Samples. It's tricky, yeah. So um, they aren't organized, they're just in a huge folder. Yes. Well, no. Um, okay, so the, in the main folder, it's... Um, so this is called Red Tube Album Samples. I think it's mostly unassigned samples for, for this main folder, but some of them are assigned. And what kind of things are you looking for? Like single sounds or musical kind it, of refrains? Oh, it, it depends. Like, so I've got a different folder for just like hits like, like that would replicate drum hits and things like that. So they would be just little snippets. I like the sound of Extreme. Can uh, we have a listen to that? Okay. So this is, so, uh, this is something I didn't use in the album because I wanted to but I couldn't ah! oh shit did I just spray like no. dirty fucking lube everywhere no, no okay no, good no. <laughs> you really yeah, couldn't I find don't. a place for this in the album no <laughs> because I respect you I don't want to put you through that whoa okay it's in whoa okay that's about as far as I think it needs to be in because it is definitely in oh go. my god oh fuck So maybe this could just be a bed for our chat from here on out. Um, so how long did the whole thing take? I finished the bulk of it in like uh, six months, but then I had uh, a lot of exams and things. I was at uni at the time. See, I'm looking at it. That's the problem. And then, it's terrifying. When you uh, launched it online, I should say the full album is available for, for free, correct? Yes. Uh, if you Google the Red Tube album, I'm sure you'll find it. You're in there. Look at you're just swallowing it up now. Look. No, I don't look want to look. And you're uh, almost all the way to Louisville. Oh, no. Look. The bill's gone. Really? Yeah. And, okay. Okay. and this has been quite okay. well received in the music press, now. correct? I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it's the camera been quite well received. Oh, fuck! <laughs> puppies, puppies, puppies. <laughs> I warn you, my dick is not that big. <laughs> That's um, sad. But I'll never work between us. <laughs> We might have to leave this here because yeah, I think we've peaked. Um, Churning butter. But. And on that note, uh, but it is a really fantastic album, and I would I would recommend giving it a listen and downloading it at. Uh, is there an address, or should just Google the Red Tube yeah, album? Timetable.co.uk. Indeed. Thank you very much for coming. I'm sorry that it got completely derailed by uh, no, that's fine. That, that soundbite, but that will happen. Are there any other ones we should have a listen to before we move on? In fact, can you find something that would be a, a good bed? Because I, uh, here you go, if I give you that, what do you, need? you find one and then just press the space bar to preview it. A bed for what? Because uh, we were going to be having an additional guest tonight in the form of uh, Mark Cousins, the um, popular film critic and filmmaker. Uh, but unfortunately, he's in Sardinia following the D.H. Lawrence trail. Uh, However, he did send a note, because we're going to show a little clip from his film, uh, What Is This Film Called Love? Uh, and so if you can show... Yeah, this is good. I think he's just copied this off the website of his film. Or it could be a personal note for us all here tonight. Shall I do it in the voice? Would any of you know the voice if I was to do it in the voice? 
Uh, what is this film called Love is a passionate 77 minute poetic documentary about the nature of happiness filmed in Mexico over three days for just 10 pounds. It begins as a film about the Soviet director Sergei Eisenstein and then using his ideas opens up to look at the memory landscape and the pleasures of walking. <laughs> It is a personal film and aims to be very cinematic, using three visual dream sequences and the music of PJ Harvey. The film draws from a range of filmmakers and writers, principally Chris Marker, but also Virginia Woolf, Frank O'Hara, and others. Uh, there's more. Uh, where joy comes from, the emotions involved with travel and homecoming, and the nature of solitude. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to be watching a little clip of that, um, followed by a... Thank you. Uh, followed by uh, one of the internet's uh, supercuts, as they're known, the modern form of cordonnage filmmaking. Um, and finally, a clip from a short film called Every Rendition on a Broken Machine uh, by the poet Ross Sutherland. Thank you very much for coming, Anthony. Thank you. Sorry it was slightly curtailed. That's and okay. please take your... Commemorative edition, Fifty Shades of Grey hardback Thank you book. Very much. Now, sadly, Ross was meant to be joining us uh, to talk about the film, uh, but at the last minute he had to go out of town. Uh, however, we did pre record an interview uh, in which we semi successfully, I would say, but you be the judge. Uh, attempted to seamlessly uh, work Ross into a pre-existing interview from American television, uh, given the nature of the night. Uh, so see if you can spot the joins, but hopefully it's close to, to flawless. So if we could have the lights back down again. And then after that, we're just going to watch uh, one of Ross's other shorts, uh, which is called Bad Gig for Bob Monkhouse. With 40 days until the election... Ross Sutherland's... Back with a new film called Every Rendition on a Broken Machine, where he claims that President Obama has abandoned black Americans and that the O.J. Simpson verdict was a great thing for America. Please welcome the very controversial... Ross Sutherland. Ross. All right. Okay, I need you to tell me what you're trying to say in the film. film. We don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd say what I was kind of trying to do uh, with the film was... Uh, well, basically, I had like a PhD, which I started... Uh, and did about like a year off and then I kind of abandoned because I didn't get my funding for it. So I had like a lot of research um, on the computer generated poetry and in that kind of like area and I just sort of abandoned it in this kind of like half finished state. And I, my, like my research was really, really dry. You know, it was, an, it was like an academic paper. So that was one of the challenges. It's kind of come, trying to go back to that and, you know, try and add in... Uh, stuff which I kind of thought was kind of more entertaining, kind of put some like, black humour into it. Oh, I'm not you know what? Hold up. Mr. Sutherland. Please stop, please stop. If you're going to talk about race, at least, at least know what you're talking about. At least know what you're talking about. Well, tell me how much you know about being black. Um, that, I mean, like, I didn't really think that that, that was kind of coming across in, you know, like in, in, in the film, uh, like, I wouldn't say that I do particularly know what, you know, like, I think, I've got to be honest, you have kind of blindsided me with this question. I wasn't necessarily prepared to kind of talk about, talk about this, uh, or, like, uh, on air. I mean, 
what is what are your facts are a little just a little shaky i mean you're saying that because Black people, because liberals are are what? Because liberals have abandoned black people now. Because what? I I don't no, get. I, I don't understand. Like, you, I don't... like no, like, I didn't say that black people have been abandoned by liberals. I don't think those words actually passed my lips. I don't even think I was really sort of like inferring it from the statement. Uh, like what I'm what I was just saying is that um, that I was interested in building a computer program which would be able to write poetry as good as me. Every book that That's you write is very controversial and shocking and it's usually an opinion that's disparate with everybody else. Right, right. Do you just write these books and try to find <laughs> whatever it is that's going to make everybody say... No, no, absolutely, absolutely no. It's actually like a really, really good question, and I'm glad. I think we kind of got off piste in this discussion kind of earlier on, but like I'm glad to end on 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 this. So yeah, I completely agree. I think the good art. I think it should be it should be shocking, and it should be uh, it should be surprising, and maybe it should um, it, you know like it would be if if uh, there's ten uh, percent. Of, uh, of an audience who kind of watches it and thinks like that's not even poetry, then that's excellent. That's an excellent response. I mean, if they like just looking at like Whoopi's face earlier, I think that's like a perfect thing to I think uh, like a, and that's a good mandate for art to try and achieve that. Um, you know, like whatever whatever the cost. Let me just because oh, no, right. can I just say one What's thing to Ross? No matter what, you sit down here and you've got five women going whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes. Butter, butter. yes. Whatever it is, we thank you for coming on. Um, thanks very much. I had a really, really good time. <laughs> Can we have an honorary round of applause for Ross Sutherland, who sadly couldn't be here tonight? Uh, We've got one more uh, film to show, and excitingly, it's a film that we're going to make together now. Uh, we've got one more copy of the Fifty Shades of Grey uh, hardbound edition, uh, and I need a volunteer from the audience uh, who's going to come up and make their own film essay uh, with me live on stage, and they will receive this book. This actually works faster, generally, if you point at someone that you would like to be the volunteer. Who's being pointed at at the back there? You, that person who just swatted the hand away. Can you come up? Yes. What's your name? Round of applause for Ramsey, everyone. Uh, now we're going to break the fourth wall slightly here. Ramsey, what's your, uh, what's your, how do you spell your name? Ramsey Sabah uh, is joining us now. Uh, I'm sure you're all very excited to see his, uh, his latest film. Uh, we're going to pick a name for your film. Oh, please do take a microphone. Hello. Um, so if you, this is now yours. Uh, if you want to open that at a random page and sort of pick like a, pick a three-word phrase that can be the title of your film, if you just open it and put your finger in and pick three words. Slipping through my fingers. Can we have one more word? Fingers. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about Slipping Through My Fingers. Uh, it's a story of a young uh, elephant. Uh, okay, wait. Oh, is, it, is it slipping like I've spelt it with the N in a kind of hip-hop way? 
Yeah, he's a cool elephant. Okay, good. And I'm just going to um, get ready for the screening uh, by typing that in again. Maybe even... Uh... <laughs> okay, so here's how this is going to work. Um, we've got here on the desktop, if I can see it, although we might have to look at this one, uh, a folder full of video and a folder full of audio. What I want you to do is pick a file from each folder, and then we're going to combine them, and then finally we're going to add a new narration to create a brand new film. Uh, now, I don't know if you can quite see these up on the screen here, but in video, you've got a choice of uh, car wash, clown, uh, lemon, Paris, and vegetable. Which one would you like to go for? Clown. Cla I will warn you, clown is the worst one. <laughs> would you like a second choice? Uh, vegetable. Good choice. <laughs> Uh, and, and then in audio, you have a choice of uh, collective, hall, Kong, sea life, or timber. That's got to be Kong. Kong. Good, good choice. Okay, so we'll take vegetable and put it here. And I just need to uh, make sure this is full screen. In the meantime, would you like to pick a book that you'll be reading from, from this bag? You've got a choice of um, Miley Cyrus's autobiography, Miles to Go, uh, Notes from Underground by Dostoevsky, uh, William Faulkner's The Sound and the Fury, and uh, Bob Dylan's novel, Tarantula. Which one are you going to go for? Definitely has to be Miley Cyrus. Good choice. <laughs> L live art, ladies and gentlemen. This looks like it might hurt. We nearly hit the corner. That'll do. Okay, and then I just need to get your uh, audio choice, which was uh, Kong, correct? And now uh, we'll just time these to come in. So if you want to pick a particularly good excerpt from that book, uh, then we'll have you read it once this begins, and that should create a combined dazzling uh, display. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Okay, I think we are ready for the night's final performance, uh, which is, of course, uh, slipping through my fingers, uh, director Ramsey Sabah, read by Ramsey Sabah. I don't know if we could maybe uh, keep a spotlight on Ramsey for the reading. Um, we will begin now. At your will. I can't breathe. I can tell. I can tell you when why the sun shines. I can't explain moonrise. I don't know why time flies by, but ask me and I'll tell you why. Chorus. I'm blessed to have your you in my life. I can't live another day without you by my side. Going. It's it's getting harder and harder to breathe, so I'm begging you, don't take her away from me. I've known since I met you, you're an angel sent to me. I remember that when you looked into my eyes, I fell in love with your smile, Bridge. And I can say, you help my heart beat every day, 
and I believe I'll never be alone. You live in me. It was beautiful. Should we have a little instrumental break? let you guys be the judge of when you've had enough of this. Who wants me to stop it now? No one. <laughs> Some people say you can't get people in cinemas anymore, that the lure of home entertainment is too great. But when you can get 100 people on a Friday night unwilling to let this cease. of Ramsey Sabah, everyone. Thank you very much. And please take your, uh, your 50 Shades of Grey book with you. Uh, and that is the end of uh, the keynote presentation. However, uh, after I leave the stage, there will be one final film, uh, which is another London Short Film Festival choice, uh, which is a film called Noah. Uh, and it's a film told entirely from the perspective of a teenage boy's computer screen. Uh, so I'll leave you with that, and I will now depart the stage. Thank you so much for coming. This is an absolutely incredible turnout to watch that. Um, and thank you to all my guests tonight for their wonderful contributions. And apologies, by the way, to anyone who's had their work shown in its not optimal uh, form. We had some slight technical problems, but hopefully you could see most of what was going on. And I'll leave you with the uh, final film, Noah. Thank you very much.